Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Kays. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, the final, well not the final, but one of the, let's let's just call it one of the the prominent pawn pieces, or pawn chess pieces here in the NFL free agency, has fallen. Um, one that we were kind of anticipating, waiting for, mostly, that it would go to the New England Patriots. However, it didn't happen to be that way. It never does. The Patriots never get any breaks. You know that? <laughs> You know, they've never had any advantages in, throughout their history. There's certainly been no controversy they've ever stirred up. And they never get any calls. Not one. <laughs> and yeah. they never once paid for drugs. Yeah. But that was a uh, that was a reference, a uh, movie reference, if you guys you haven't seen Dewey Cox. But nonetheless, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, my friend, has signed with the Tennessee Titans, a two-year, $32 million contract. I don't know what's guaranteed and what's not. So we're just going to assume half of it's guaranteed. I'm going to assume. It's official, man. He's a Titan. And uh, the AFC South um, standings do not move one bit, in my, my opinion. But uh, here we are. What's your opinion of this move, and how does it affect the, uh, the Tennessee Titans' fantasy outlook and DeAndre Hopkins in general? Well, I mean, he's, uh, you know, fantasy-wise, I still see him uh, as kind of like a at this point, kind of a shot in the dark. Like, who knows? It could go my way. Um, but uh, my my gut reaction is that that is too big a contract. I don't know how much of it's guaranteed, so it might be largely performance-based. Uh, that, that, that'd make more sense to me. But uh, $32 million, you know, we're talking $16 million a season for two years. Uh, that's a lot of money. Uh I just, uh, I, I think, uh, I think they're overpaying a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, the the way I look at it is, uh, he was going to get overpaid, <laughs> either by Tennessee or New England, and I think New England was pretty obvious, like they're not going to overpay for him. And if he was going to go to a contender like he wanted to, like the Buffalo or Kansas City, they don't have the money for him, so he's going to have to accept something. And I think he was keen on getting paid. So I'm sure I, I don't. Yeah, I, obviously, I don't think it was like opportunity. Otherwise, he probably would have signed with Buffalo or Kansas City uh, or New England because we're a contender. But um, <laughs> always. Yeah, always, always, baby. They're always big contenders. You know, 10 and seven's a contender in this league, my friend. Let me tell you. Um, but, you know, he um, he just wanted to get paid and he did. And he'll go to a team that probably goes seven and ten this year. So that's good. Yeah. That's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, fantasy wise, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. He's probably a shot in the dark. He's a guy that you'll see a bunch of these jabronis in your in your league probably take in a spot <laughs> where you could take like a good I don't know, wide receiver three or maybe even QB one. I I guarantee that'll happen. I think somebody will see DeAndre Hopkins' name. Uh if you're not on an auto draft or if you're not one of these jabronis that doesn't really know the rankings. You're just kind of going to go about what, what like is best available according to what ESPN tells you, you know, then you'll pick DeAndre Hopkins. That's how it'll happen. Um, I I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. Um, other than I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to be decent, but let's be honest, the history in Tennessee, when it comes to veteran wide receivers, Julio Jones, Andre Johnson, uh, I know I'm forgetting somebody here, Randy Moss, Randy Moss. Right? And now DeAndre Hopkins is not good. 
It's not good. So why, what would make me believe that this could get any better? I don't think it, that there is anything to make you believe that. <clears throat> it does feel a lot like Julio Jones, um, except now he doesn't have A.J. Brown uh, on the other sideline. Uh, or sorry, or lining up across from him. Because uh, uh, like that, that was the excitement there was like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and then they were both terrible. And now AJ Brown's really good again. <laughs> on, Who would have thought? A, on a different team, a contender. <laughs> yeah. It's just talking it, about the Eagles. <laughs> right, right. Two year, twenty six million. I, I know an Eagle fan who listens that doesn't know all the players' names, so I gotta throw that out there. Uh, straight to jail. Um, two years, $26 million. Uh, base value of $12 million for the first year. Chance to get up to 15 in the first year. Total contract can be worth up to $32 million with incentives. So uh, $12 million guaranteed. $12 million guaranteed. At least in the first year. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, he's going to play next to Traylon Burks. I, I guess that hope, I hope, if you're a Tennessee fan, that he's going to get some... Um, He's going to mentor him, but he's a dog. I mean, come on, man. He quit on the Cardinals last year. He's, he quit on them the year before. Um, he's productive. He's a dog. I'm sorry. He hasn't played a full season in two years. No, he has He's 31 years old. And, uh, you know, he's got these really, really impressive career stats, and they all came in Houston. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a long time since he's uh, really, uh, you know, got on the same page with his quarterback and his offense and really put up big numbers. He's always been able to pull out uh, a flashy play here and there. I mean, he's got tons of natural ability to just go down and high point the ball. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this, this, uh, this feels like a repeat of bringing Julio Jones over. And I just, uh, I, I feel like Julio Jones had even more, right? he had a better chance to succeed in, in Tennessee than, than DeAndre Hopkins does. I, don't, I, I just don't see it happening this year. Yeah. The quarterback room, Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill, the kid from Kentucky. Uh, I mean, <laughs> What do you got there? Quarterback, man. It's just, that's crazy. I, I feel bad because I think Traylon Burks has a lot of talent. Um, they have that kid, the, the tight end I, I mentioned. I can't remember his name last week. It was, um, and I had a hard time pronouncing it. Um, well, yeah, that's, but, that's right. Uh, I remember talking about him now. Because he's yeah. kind of an under-the-radar so, uh, tight end option right now. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there's... I guess decent pieces there, but it, it all comes back to quarterback and they're not going to be any better. As I mentioned to you in the past, if you're a run first team in the NFL, you don't win the Super Bowl. You have a hard time in the playoffs. Almost ate my words last year until Philadelphia lost. And it wasn't because of the run game that actually they won. They almost won that game because Jalen Hurts was really, is really talented. So, and here we are once again, proving my point. You know, 29, 30-year-olds, <laughs> uh, you know, Derrick Henry and the rest of the team, uh, somewhere between decline and uh, rebuild. So, yeah. 
Boy, that, that this could not have started any more negative. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I think I'm with you, um, and maybe you mentioned this, and I feel this way. You know, 31-year-old receiver getting 20-something million. Uh, come on, man. You break. Yeah, it, it, you know? uh, it's... I'm I'm sure it's there somewhere, but I'm I'm having trouble finding, uh, uh, you know, Tennessee's reason. Uh, like, like, do they really think it's better to spend this money? Even a, a one-year contract would make more sense to me. Um, but uh, I know two years isn't a long time, but it's like that's money that could be available for things that can get you where you want to go. I don't think this is something that gets Tennessee any closer to winning the division again, which I know they're not that far removed from. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it just it's it just doesn't feel like uh, like a move towards the future at all. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what. Moving to the going from the future to the past, Trevor. Obviously, you had a chance to look at the alternate. Uniforms that were announced this week for the NFL, the upcoming season. I've seen a few of them. You've seen a few of them. In case you didn't know, um, yeah, there's a new rule this year where you're allowed to wear alternate uniforms with alternate helmets. That was not a thing um, the last whatever years because the NFL hates fun. It's a (laughs) no-fun league, Right. (laughs) in case you're wondering. So uh, they came up with some phony baloney excuse that uh, basically – uh, it, the helmets, they couldn't keep track of the safety measures for them. Or, That's right. I, it it was a even, helmet thing. That was it, ridiculous. Yeah, it was stupid. That's what it was. So, And it was phony and baloney and with extra mayonnaise and American cheese. It was bad. It was real bad. <laughs> um, so, so the NFL decided to be a fun league, maybe for one season. We'll see how long this lasts. Um, and introduced the ability to have alternate uniforms. Trevor, you're the one who pointed out. So... We'll first review the Seattle Seahawks throwback unis they're going to wear. Now, I actually, I actually really like the Seattle Seahawks throwback uniforms because um, this was uh, this was their uniform when I really enjoyed like Hasselbeck and uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, guys like that. Um, am I thinking of the right guy? No, no, not Marshawn Lynch. Who was their guy no. back then? Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander, yes. I had the Sean Alexander jersey. I loved him as a running back, um, mm-hmm. and I thought those uniforms were great. Um, now they're, they're, it, so, so to me, I guess I'm saying the appeal to those really are the nostalgia. I'm not sure that they're actually very good-looking uniforms, uh, but I like them a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about those. Um, I know the uh, the Vikings are bringing back their classics as their alternate, which uh, which I dig. Those uh, those aren't really uh, flashy or even all that different than their than their modern uniforms, but I do like them. It's all numbers, names, and stripes the way uniforms used to be. Um, but uh, yeah, so I really like that one. Um, some teams haven't announced theirs yet. I don't think. Uh, no, no, but there's a suspicion, speaking of the Tennessee Titans, that the plan is to bring in the Houston Oilers, the Tennessee Oilers. Ooh, uniforms. I really hope so. Powder Blues. Um, because I'll tell you what, when it comes to old NFL uniforms, uh, 
I, I can go back and forth as to which ones I like the most, whether it's the Tampa Bay Creamsicle or the Houston Oiler Powder Blue, because, um, boy, those are really, really great uniforms. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope so. I actually saw something today that made me think that they were going to go all black. Hmm. Um, or maybe that. I, I can't remember. That's but, uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to see. Because, I, I mean, fingers crossed they bring back the Houston Oilers uniforms for a game this season because that would be so cool. Yeah, that would be lit, uh, the Powder Blues. We heard the Kelly Greens are coming back for at least a, a game. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles are going to rock a Kelly Green uniform. And if you didn't know, that's Randall Cunningham. They are wonderful. Uniforms. Oh, man. Uh, they're beautiful. Um, you know, I – uh, I have a sister who's a big fan. I got her the uh, Jaworski Kelly Green jersey for Christmas this year. Awesome. Um, but uh, man, yeah, the uh, the Kelly. Gre- I saw I saw on Instagram that uh, Shady McCoy uh, wants them to. I guess they have a game on his birthday, and he really wants them to wear the Kelly Greens on his birthday. And uh, of course they will because because he's Shady McCoy and he gets what he wants. Right. Right. He's so popular, man. He just his 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 swing in the uh, the NFL right. is just something of magic, really. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The uh, cream the creamsicles. I don't know if these are good uniforms, but they're coming back. Uh, oh, I think everybody I likes them. just yeah. just loves them for the sake that they're terrible, but <laughs> they are uh, they are what they are. I mean, look, look Tampa's going to be bad. So if they're gonna be bad. They might as well go to, go back to an era where they were worse right. than everybody. Don't, don't say <laughs> so, it. So <laughs> they might as well. Um, I guess it is what it is. You know, I, I don't hate them. I mean, they look decent. They got Chris Godwin in this uniform here. I I mean, it, it's got to be easier, at least in the sun, than the ones they wear now. You know. Oh so, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna see that, and easily the coldest uniforms that came out last week. Uh, this week, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns released their all-white uniforms with the brown and orange stripes um, and white helmets. Yeah, so yeah, I'm into it. I big, I big, like big it. Time. I uh, I didn't get to see like a profile view. Like, is there something on that white helmet, or is it going to be just white the way their orange ones are just orange? Just, just white, baby. Oh, clean. that's awesome. That's Real awesome. Clean. Yeah. Um, it's going to look real nice. I think those are pretty dang cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have, of course, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I don't know if these are new uniforms or they're alternate. I can't really tell. Uh, but if they are new, um, I, like if they're, this is what they're going to go with, they got the black, all blacks for alternate, all reds for home, and all whites for away. They're pretty, they're pretty clean. I mean, they, they just kind of look like a high school team, though. Which is fitting because Kyler Murray's pretty small, but you know, they just they look like high school uniforms to me. But they are clean, so I'll give them that. But red helmets at home, white helmets away, uh, black helmets on the alternate. It's kind of cool. What do you think of that? The Bird Gang? No, no, I I I think that's fun. Uh, there's uh, there's something really classic about the uh, just the red and white color scheme. Um. Another classic color scheme that I like a lot is uh, blue and white, and uh, the Colts are abandoning the white for their alternate uniform. (laughs) (laughs) 
White Knights, uh, baby. It's just a little too blue, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's black just helmets. That, wow. It's just that royal blue from from you know head to toe, and it's just ugh. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's got Carolina Panthers vibes to it. I, I don't know if it's you know very unique, but it is what it is. It's there. I mean, they got a new quarterback. They might as well show them off and some new. Um, of course, we have probably the best alternate uniforms in the NFL. Top five, top three. New England Patriots wearing the Reds this year again. Um, yeah, the Red and Whites wore last year. Uh, the Pat the Patriot. There's, I think we were one of the only teams last year to wear an alternate quarterback uniform. Coming back this year. And there's rumors, and I, I don't know if this is confirmed. It might be already, that they're going to wear the blue ones. From the 90s, the Drew Bledsoe Whoa. era, Whoa. Patriots uniforms. That's what I've heard. Yeah. That is going to be sick. No, <laughs> Those I, uniforms I, sucked. I but... do like the, <laughs> I like the, uh, I like the old well, Patriot uniforms with like the bright colors. Um, yeah. Uh, like I love the red jerseys, uh, especially with like the old uh, helmet and logo. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's not love for the team. That's just love for the aesthetic. Uh, but I, I always did like the, uh, you know, the center spiking, you know, hiking the ball uh, on the helmet. It's just great. Yeah. Um, I hope, hope to God that they bring those back. Because those uniforms are horrendous. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're terrible. In the 90s. Not the red ones. The red ones are awesome. They should wear those permanently. Honestly, they should. Because they're much better than the ones they wear now. I don't care what anybody says. They, they, they're way better than the, the blueberry ones they wear now. They're, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> but the, the like light blue ones, like Drew Bledsoe era, with like the Patriot on the shoulders, like the new Patriot logo on the shoulders, and then mm-hmm. the new Patriot helmet, they're, they suck, but they're, they're just fun. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, bring it back. Um, also, heard the New York Sack Exchange. Uh, it's like the some 40th anniversary of the New York Sack Exchange. They will be wearing, New York Jets will be wearing the 80s New York Jets uniforms at some point this year. The 80s Jets uniform. Interesting. Yeah. They don't look too different than what they wear now. But I was about to say, it's not a big change. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they kind of went throwback already, but it's kind of fun. Um Lastly, there's uh, we're, we have been there's rumors that a new Broncos helmet is to be revealed. Um, we can all hope they don't wear the uh, the brown and yellow uniforms ever again. But uh, <laughs> they already have one, one alternate helmet. It's the D uh, with the blue and the orange uniforms, and um, now, you know, they can't the, get it any worse. Is that the so. D with the Bronco coming through it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I, what about the orange crush? Bring that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like the orange crush? It's all right. It's all right. I uh, I still prefer the cream sickle to the crush. Um, cream sickle the crush. But uh, no, I'm I'm curious to as uh, has Miami announced their alternate uniform? Uh no, no, I don't I don't believe they have. I, not sure how they would do go about that. <laughs> well, I know so. I know a lot of their fans uh, really don't like the newer uh, shades of the same colors, and they like the old ones. Um, I'm always impressed that they. I can't really tell them apart unless they're right next to each other. Um, but uh, 
But yeah, they're really, really fond of their old uniforms. Mm. Yeah, that yeah, bring them back. Why not? You know, the NFL is the fun league again. So why not? You know, heck yeah, bring them in, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Denver, the Crush, man. I'm saying, I'm telling you, the Crush was cool. John Elway and the Orange Crush, just living out years where they're getting swept in the Super Bowl. It was good times. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Uh, Let me throw this one at you. Um, For a uniform, I hope to come back. I really liked the, and I'm trying to find it here, just that I can, um, the, let me see here. Where is it? There is a specific team. I'm sorry, I'm trying to go through this little article with alternate uniforms here, and they just, there's some bad ones. I mean, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I can't find it. Which one was that? That was, oh, the Redskins. Oh, excuse me, the Commanders. My bad, <laughs> the Commanders. The, uh, they, they wore these ones, and I don't think anybody liked them. It was in like 03 or 04, um, where they had like the maroon top and the, the gold bottoms. And there was like this, it was Steve Spurrier was the coach. They weren't alternate uniforms. They were like, just wore them that year. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, I always liked them. Um, it, it was a cool look. It was, it was unique. It only lasted a season. So, like to come back. Trevor, do you have any uniforms that have yet to be announced or ones that you fancy? You know, I was just thinking the uh, the commanders doing throwbacks. They could do throwbacks, but, like, still switch out the the logo, keep the W over the, over the red skin. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, that, that's trying to think now if there is another team um you know i the thing you know more the more i think about it the more i can remember like ones that were terrible like when the packers wear their original uniform that they're so proud Mm. of and it's like that's terrible that's a terrible look um Mm. the the steelers have a really bad one the bumblebee but uh it's interesting how much the uh fan base like loves those like it's, it's like the older and worse it is the more they love it um, but I think my favorite bad old one is, uh, do you remember when the Eagles were there? Like, it's like yellow and powder blue throwback uniforms. The yellow and blue. I, I think like so. powder blue. It's, uh, powder and like they did, they didn't even have wings on their helmet. Their helmets Whoa. had the same, their helmets oh, yeah. had like the same like water Buffalo, <laughs> pattern that the wolverines have um at least that's what it looks like to me it looks like a water buffalo Um, yeah these are these are horrendous oh my gosh they're my favorite (laughs) bad ones (laughs) they're 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 ridiculously bad they're bad they're bad (laughs) yeah that's i don't think you can find anything worse good god um how about the atlanta reds the atlanta reds (laughs) yeah all reds red helmet I I it's do nice like look. the uh, I like the Sharp. previous like Falcon the old Falcon they used to have on the helmet instead of this new one mm-hmm. and the new one's cool too but I always like that old one a lot. Just sharp man the the Reds bro they gotta bring that back. <clears throat> it's nice. Okay well uniform talk is over we're gonna go back to well it's Trevor something that uh, you know I think you and I know fondly at this point it's. Something that your mom would make in the, uh, any mom, really, for Thanksgiving. 
I mean, let's be honest. It was, uh, <laughs> it was an important part of Thanksgiving. Here Usually it came, <laughs> you know, it was it was done shortly after the turkey. I mean, it had to be. You know, you let the turkey kind of sit and rest for a bit while you're making this thing, right? Because you kind of need the drippings. You need the juices. You need um, you need a variety of things for this. You need some cornstarch, right? But more importantly, <laughs> Trevor, you need some very strong advice from me and you. And you need <laughs> you need players to fit the bill for what we're saying. Now, it doesn't just – it's not that easy, okay? Look, I mean, we could tell you what to do from 10 ways a Sunday, twice on Sunday, in fact, um, and still get it wrong. But I'll tell you what, that gravy is going to be pretty dang thick, if you know what I mean, four Cs. So with that being said, we're going to go a lot off the beaten path here for the first part of this. It's not something – we talk about strategy. I think more importantly, we talk more specifically about certain players or we preview some articles that – you know, you just got some pundits and experts out there. That, and I say that with uh, the up, the utmost, um, you know, uh, sarcasm, for lack of a better term. And there's, well, not a lot of information about what you should do with quarterbacks. And we talked about it before. We said, we said it before, um, sort of, but not really. Um, kind of alluded to when or where you should take a quarterback and maybe not necessarily who, but why you, sh- you should wait that long. And Trevor, I think... You have a pretty good opinion on this. Well, is it? What is your strategy when it comes to taking quarterbacks in, the, in your fantasy football draft? Well, so it's my, my strategy is very situational, uh, and what I mean is like I'm I'm almost never going to be the first to take a quarterback in the draft. Um, yeah, it, it just it doesn't happen to me these days. Um, so when uh, when somebody starts taking, you know, somebody takes Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or whoever they think is the best this year, um, and uh, and immediately it starts a run on, like, those elite guys, Joe Burrow, um, they all go. So if my turn comes up, if my pick comes up in the midst of that, that first run, then yeah, I'm going to get one of those super elite quarterbacks, um, but I don't I don't reach down to start the run on quarterbacks, um, and if uh, if that you know if those top you know five or six guys go and I don't have one of those available when it is my turn, um, I'm not going to pick a quarterback uh, until until I get one for the right value. Um, cause like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to reach down to start the run on quarterbacks and I don't want to reach down to continue the run on quarterbacks. So, and that's kind of how it goes. You know, your, your team, you can't have the best at every position and it's fun to have a really reliable, you know, 25 or more points a week quarterback. Um, but you can't force it. And if, if one of those guys isn't there, you can't just reach down for Kirk Cousins because he's the best one left um, when you can get Kirk Cousins in a later round, a much later round. So so that's kind of how I play it. <clears throat> yeah, um, right there with you. Uh, yeah, I wonder, I guess it, you said situational. I wonder in a 10-team league or 12-team league where you would find Kirk Cousins, you know? 
Like, do you think you even would have to select him in a 10-team league? I mean, it. I think the quarterback situation for fantasy leagues is improving right now, like a lot. Um, somebody like Trevor Lawrence, I expect to go a lot higher this year than he did last year. Um, people just kind of slept on him last year because of a very unproductive rookie season and a, a you know an unproven change at at uh at coach you know are they gonna work this out well they did work it out um so what i'm saying is like the you know where where somebody like kirk cousins falls uh is affected by how many you know strong upside quarterbacks you see out there um because i i I throw kirk cousins name out there not just because i'm a vikings fan but because i really do see him as like the ultimate safe bet at quarterback high floor low ceiling um yeah, I mean you could always argue that there's a potential for the ceiling to raise, but like uh you know, at this point, you know, being trying to be aggressive and, and not trying to finish middle of the pack, I would pick uh uh Lawrence over Kirk Cousins all day because I see him at with much bigger upside potential. <clears throat> so you're telling me you take Jar Jar Kirk Cousins over real Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I had not heard I, I that think... comparison before, but that's funny. <laughs> I I think like you could get Kirk Cousins in round I don't know, twelve, eleven, you know? Yeah. Um and and the interesting thing about this is not necessarily that like there's just like you know, this bevy of quarterbacks and I, it's, it's not even, that's not even the, the fact. It's just the, the fact is, is that there's not enough separation between the guys you can get around 12 and the guys you might be picking in three or four, you know? Right. So, and, and so like, like, Oh, I got to get Mahomes and Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, it'd be great if you get them, you know, like, sure. Would you, anybody wants them, but they're not the, to, the honest truth is that they didn't average the most fancy quarterback fantasy points at the quarterback position last year, um, and they they the separation between them and Kirk Cousins was not not a lot to be honest with you. No, so and yeah, so that's another good point when you when you want to make having the best quarterback in the league what carries your team, um, you're really rolling the dice there. Um, Cause yeah, I uh, who was it? I had uh, it's a couple of years ago now that I had Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford on my team, um, and nobody knew that Matthew Stafford was gonna just kill it his first year in uh, in L.A. But I I was hopeful, and uh, Matthew Stafford like outscored Patrick Mahomes week to week a little over half the time. Now, when Mahomes went off, uh, he really went off. But, like, week in and week out, Matthew Stafford was the better option that year than than Patrick Mahomes. But nobody is saying that he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, yeah, when you, you know, when you rely on quarterbacks for fantasy points, it's, uh, it's a gamble. You know, uh, because the quarterback, you know, the, the the success of these guys is really measured in wins and losses more than completions and yards and touchdowns. 
Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, there's no guarantee that the best quarterback in the league, you know, they're, they're playing to win. They're not playing for your fantasy points. Um, so, you know, who, who knows, you know, Jalen hurts, for example, could have a, a more, you know, successful year this year and not actually put up as good a fantasy numbers. I'm hoping he will. I think, I think he'd be one of the best you could get right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it doesn't feel this way because we're very passionate about this sport. But really, if you take a cold, calculated look at this system we have called fantasy football, uh, it's going to do you better to invest in these position groups that are, uh, you know, not so singular. Uh, you want to have two good running backs. Maybe they both go off. Maybe one goes off at a time. Uh, same way with your wide receivers. You don't have to have them all do well every week as long as they do well as a group week in and week out. Um, and that's just uh, that's hard to do. You know, there are there are weeks where Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a good game fantasy wise. He might have still had an amazing game and won, but his fantasy points are sub twenty, and that is not what you wanted when you took him as the first quarterback off the board. Yeah, no question. <clears throat> it's just interesting when I look at the stats. I mean, this is literally separation we're talking about here, right? So we talk about Lamar Jackson, right? Okay, a guy you think, well, fantasy stud, runs the ball, gets touchdowns on both ends of the field, right? Either through the air or on the ground. Um, if he had played a full season last year, would have gotten 325 fantasy points. Kirk wow. Cousins, 291. So... <laughs> that's the difference we're talking about. And he's ranked the 11th quarterback in the, in the draft. Right. So, <clears throat> and that means he'll probably be available later in the draft, like eight, nine, I could see some run going and he goes earlier, which is possible, but let's say you don't get him. Okay. I'm at Daniel Jones. I'm at Aaron Rodgers. Then we're talking like t- 11 or 12 round. Totally. You, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's really not a big difference, but this is what happens is people take him. Like we already mentioned in a in a in a run, or they just think uh, he's elite. I got to take him. <laughs> he's 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 just elite. He, he's got to come off the he's going to come off the board. That's going to be my my quarterback uh, production. And I'm not look. I went got into a bad situation with quarterbacks last year. I remember this is podcast. <laughs> I, I remember it was, it, was, it was not great. Um, I could I actually tell you what happened with quarterbacks. I can't actually look at the the, the team right now. But if I went back. Um, I got screwed somehow into like streaming quarterbacks week to week because there was injuries and um, I didn't pick somebody who was really good. I don't remember who I picked. I think it was Russell Wilson. I was going to say, it I, might think have been your problems, I think your problems yeah. started with Russell Wilson's problems. So. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I don't exactly remember who it was. Um, it wasn't great. <laughs> That's all I remember. It sucked. Uh, it's like big time. So I had to run with that for a while. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't recommend that happening. So I'm not saying not getting anybody good. Oh, I had Trevor Lawrence. That's who I had. And he didn't come on until the end of the year. And by that time I was already buried. So right, 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 right. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And that Deshaun Watson, but once again, he didn't start the whole year and he sucked anyway when he did play. So that's what happened. Um, it wasn't great, and I wouldn't recommend it going that route. 
that's why you don't. But that doesn't mean you can't get Aaron Rodgers and you just wait for another quarterback or see who's going to be in free agency. And like Trevor said, you just double up on the running backs because this is what happens, right? This is not this is what you don't want to happen. You take like a running back or receiver in round one, that's high end. Like let's say you go for Christian McCaffrey. God forbid that actually happens. Uh, I hope you have a contingency plan almost immediately, right? Um, and then you pick, let's see here. Let me go down the list here. Uh, and this actually happened to me last year too. Oh, boy. Damian Pierce, right? So I'm learning from my own mistakes. Um, Houston running back probably will be better this year, um, but doesn't get any touchdowns. Hardly ever. (laughs) And you're stuck. At running back two, you have somebody who's not that great or not that productive. So it's like, and you're just kind of like waiting or waiver wiring it. You're streaming stuff every week. You're kind of getting by. And there's always running backs and receivers that come out of nowhere. And so maybe you get one of those people. Hopefully, you know, uh, but that's probably not the case. <laughs> and so, and you just get buried and, uh, that can happen fast, you know, cause you're, you're scoring 100, 130 points, but everybody else is scoring 150. Right. Know? Right. So that's kind of how I look at it. It's, it's a tough game. Look, it's a tough game to play. Fantasy football is probably one of the most annoying things you can do in your entire life. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. It just is what it is. But that's why you just listen to us, and hopefully there's, there's some you have some approach to what you're doing. So let me ask you this, Trevor, right? Hypothetically speaking, you're picking in the first round. I don't know why you wouldn't have a first-round pick, but let's say you do have a first-round pick. Um, and depending on where you're at... Um, you know, let's say, let me ask you this. I mean, who's worth taking number one overall? Would you pick, and just looking at this, the, the, the rankings here, would you pick a running back such as Chris McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, so on and so forth? Or would you pick Justin Jefferson? That's really the only thing you have option for. Um, just with the names you threw out, it's actually pretty easy for me. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson and uh, and I know this is hard to believe. It's not because I'm a Vikings fan. Um, I just I see a lot more uh, guaranteed points uh, week to week with someone like Jefferson. Um, we're we're in a weird spot with running backs right now, especially in fantasy, um, because the ones that appear the most reliable are getting up there in age for that position. Um, I think it's weird that I, I find it interesting that Christian McCaffrey is the front runner there because, uh, we, we were talking about this earlier. He's, he's, you know, with a, a team that's not going to lean on him as hard now. So that's, that's bode well, bodes well for his longevity. Um, but, uh, but he's, he's just, I, I, I don't think he's first pick overall worthy um, so either either they will lean on him and you're going to get great numbers until he gets hurt or they're not going to lean on him and you're just going to get numbers that you could have got in the third or fourth round. So so what you're saying is the running backs are basically boom I, or bust. I, it, they are. The, the running backs are boom yeah. or bust, and right now I'd rather get uh, Justin Jefferson uh, – Devontae Adams, Lamar Chase, uh, there's so many uh, that I would take ahead of any running back right now. 
and then uh you know it it's it's you know something something I might try out in a couple of leagues this year is I might you know when it's when it's the right time uh not not in the first round obviously but I might go heavy on on rookie running backs that I that I predict are going to be used a lot um so yeah the the running backs right now uh you know we don't know yet I think uh what team Dalvin Cook is going to be on uh but uh the the running back landscape is just there's not a lot of uh not a lot of safe bets in my opinion um they're either guys that that seem really reliable because they have been but i have doubts about about this year uh because because they're getting old i hate saying it that way but that's what it is um or you have guys that are uh brand new but you know, drafted really high to teams that don't have a stable of running backs. I, I think those guys are going to have high volume, lots of opportunity for points. Uh, but again, you don't know how they're going to be used yet. Whether or not they're going to be uh, options in the red zone, goal line situations, stuff like that. Uh, so early on, I really plan to load up on wide receivers, a good tight end, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, well, let's go to round two, right? So uh, this is interesting. Uh, this is uh, sort of an approach from our friends over at fantasypros.com. You know, I love that website a ton, and I think they're really good at, like, just making the analytics make sense, which is really hard in this uh, era of anything because I have no idea. If you ever watch baseball and you try to understand what a um, – well, what a – I don't even know. Just a um, – like a ball – Bat speed, I, it's just too much, too much, right? But they, they do a really good job making it make sense. So, nonetheless, early guys in round two. And a uh, guy from the NFC North and somebody we saw last year kind of break out. Uh, Jamison Williams won't be playing the first six weeks of the year because of gambling. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown calling for an early pick in round two. Kind of interesting. He kind of leapfrogged. Didn't, didn't think he would be up in round two. He's being projected around 14 or 15. Um, but here he is. People are saying round two, possibly mid round two, Monroe St. Brown. I it's mean, kinda, it's kind of an interesting one. That that is an interesting one, um, and I try not to. Uh, so when you know it inevitably, when when I look at these uh, fantasy projections, uh, there's some surprises. And I try not to uh, judge them too quickly. It's like, let's think about this. Is 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 there a good reason why he's going as high as he is? Um, I'm going to say Brown. I mean, he's very athletic. He, he I don't think he's been injured in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean... It really depends on what's there. Like, I, I don't want to mislead people. I could take a running back in the second round uh, if I see a running back with more value than, than the other available positions. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think this year I'll be looking to get, you know, running backs in the, the third round or lower. Um, uh, Tony Pollard, another early round two um target and that's kind of interesting you know no you don't like the 
Cowboys. So, I, well, I mean, <laughs> nobody, nobody does. Um, <laughs> That's a fair point. Just joking. So. I, I, I love my Cowboy fans. Um, they're just, you just got to, you know, it, it's it's like that, uh, oh, look at you. You, you still you still believe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, t- Tony Pollard's an interesting uh, case because I feel like he is somebody, at least, like, like, so I had Pollard last year, and it was great because I got him, I got him pretty far down the draft. Um, I don't think he'll go as, as I mean, obviously he's going to go sooner this year. Um, but, uh, but it's interesting, like, who might be this year's Tony Pollard, the number two back on a team that's going to get the, that is going to outperform the, uh, the RB1. Because that's exactly what Tony Pollard was last year and maybe even the year before. Um, he's the RB2 that outperformed Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so, yeah, this year I don't think I'll be able to get him as, as far down. But, uh, but there are opportunities out there where you end up getting uh, way more value than, uh, than you spent on him uh, because they're just, you know, nobody, nobody else saw it that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tony Pollard, uh, I could, I could take Tony Pollard in the third round. Third round, not, not second. I mean, maybe he's early second, I guess from projection here. Yeah. I just don't know. Well, and that's, that's the other thing too. Like, uh, I'm just very hesitant. I mean, I'm. I think I've been listening to myself a little too much when it comes to running backs because, I mean, I I just don't know. You know, Tony Pollard, he's he was really good last season. He's been outperforming Zeke. Um, but that's that's been the case for a couple of seasons now, and I just don't know if I can count on it again this year. Um, I mean, he put in wow. one hell of a season last year, and I, I just, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, that's something we're keeping an eye on. I just wonder, um, yeah, if there's kind of more hype than there is um, substance. Tony Pollard, it, it, he got hurt, right? Right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And in, in the playoffs last year, Did, what what was that? Did he like break an ankle or something like that? Oh, I I don't remember that. Um, okay, I know I he got thought... hurt because he didn't play that game. That was when like Ezekiel Elliott was like lining up at center. Oh right, Jesus. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I uh, yeah, I, I I saw that one with a good group of guys in a, a nice little bar in uh, Wheat Ridge, and uh, that was pretty unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so so I I don't know I don't remember him having uh, him being Tony. I don't remember him having a real serious injury, a broken ankle. That'd be that'd be rough. He also didn't like sign him. his. It, they couldn't come to a, an agreement as an extension either, so I don't know if that means he's not going to be a camp. But right, some of that could um, and no Zach Martin potentially. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, so that's a, a really great example of uh, you know what what we've already been talking about a lot here with these these running backs. Uh, we've got a lot of them holding out for bigger contracts right now, and and I don't think you know if. if if I'm in a front office, I might give them a little bit more, uh, but not much, because uh, I just I think that that money is better spent 
on having an elite guard on your O-line. You know, um, I think we are seeing a shift where the O-line is more valuable than your than your running back stable because, well, because first of all, the defensive lines are getting so good, so quick, and so athletic right now. Um, so the, the O-line, they help you run the ball. They help you pass the ball. Um, so, you know, having both situations, a guard and a, a running back holding out for more money in Dallas, uh, I don't want to assume that Dallas will get this right, but uh, I think they got to pay the guard. Um, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's an interesting situation they've got in Dallas right now. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep yeah, no, it's it's certainly. I mean, it's it's pretty impactful. He's the best guard in the league. Yeah, <laughs> plays oh, left guard. Go. So if you're not only talking about um, Tony Pollard, you're always talking about Dak. And Dak gets sacked a lot last year. Get hit a lot. So um, it's, you know, Tyron Smith is not a spring chicken. I think they drafted pretty well. They got what Steele? I can't remember his last name. He might have been playing left tackle last year. He was a uh, left tackle from Baylor. I think they took, but. Nonetheless, it's uh, it's a big hole. He's the best best guard in the league. He's probably one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He's only ninety nine overall offensive lineman in Madden, so wow. he's yeah. arguably the best one in the league, next to Trent Williams, who's a monster. You know, so that's yeah, uh, he's just been efficient and high level forever. So um, this one's kind of interesting to me. Uh, look, I don't make it, need to make it the New England Patriots show here, but look, it's Ramondre Stevenson. Right, and there's two reasons why he was the uh, he averaged the most touches and most total yards from week 12 on last year, and Bill O'Brien, new offensive coordinator there, um, last five years leading NFL offense, his starting running backs saw at least 60 percent opportunity share, and some backs earning up to 74 percent. So that just means that basically, um, whoever's a running back is kind of getting the most opportunities out of that backfield to get the ball, you know, on the offense um, for the most part. And he could potentially be an end of the round two selection, maybe early round three. Um, could be a running back two or one, depending on how you draft. And uh, I like him a lot, man. I think this offense is going to be better. I think with O'Brien's going to be a little better, better blocking. Um, he doesn't really have any competition in the backfield as far as who's going to take carries from him. Pierre Strong was a rookie last year. Kevin Harris was a rookie last year. They have another, um, I think, a first-year player back there, too, in the running back. So, uh, I mean, he caught, 50, what was it, 60 passes last year? Ramondre Stevenson, man, kind of getting overlooked a little bit here. No, and, and that's the thing. Stevenson, um, not that he's outperforming the number one or something. I, I'm not trying to make that comparison, but, like, he does feel uh, kind of like this year's Tony Pollard. Like, I bet you can get him uh, at a pretty good value. Um, and uh, and he's on a team where I expect him to have a very similar role this year in terms of his opportunities and volume. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm mostly in PPR leagues these days. Um, so yeah, catching 60 passes out of the backfield—that's um, huge. Those are those are big points uh, for your running back. Um, Andre Stevenson. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, he's a running back that's in a good position. And what he's in? What is uh, is it a fourth year now? 
third year third, third year? year third year so third like year. he's still right in the the pocket there to like like i'm not worried about does he still have it um so yeah i like that pick a lot yeah Ramondre stevenson it's kind of interesting um early round one uh, round three excuse me early round three the mid round three we only got a few more minutes here but let's just talk about it the first quarterback that should come off your 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 board mid round three jalen hurts um you had jalen hurts last year you probably won the league or you're pretty damn close yeah (laughs) so not that we just not to deter ourselves from the quarterback conversation we had earlier but the reason i say that is because a lot of people picked him at like round eight or nine last year or later and he ended up being the qb1 and which means that they had rb like two rb1s and him and uh, yeah it just wasn't fair so um and uh here we are going in round mid round three this is where he should go if he goes earlier start licking your chops (laughs) right it's gonna be a really good draft for you and that's the thing like uh i this uh you know, it's a long shot that he just falls to you at at just the right moment because because people really go after the perceived number one quarterback. Um, so yeah, maybe he should be early round three, mid round three. But I I I know a lot of you are going to see him go in the first round, and go in the second round, um, and you just gotta. I mean, I know like I wanted him in the third round, but. Uh, Somebody else takes him in the first or second round. Just uh, take comfort in knowing that that's a mistake. Um, and, well, and it might not be, but it very well could be because you're really rolling the dice that uh, that he's not going to have a bad week when you need him to have a good one. Because um, yeah, quarterback numbers are they're just so up and down, and. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk it down too much. I do love Jalen Hurts. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Really cool, man. I, I, I think if you can get him here, great. A little later, even better. Don't take. If you swear to God, if you listen to this podcast and you take him in round one, oh, straight to jail, dude. Straight you to just, jail. You, straight yeah, you don't deserve. You don't deserve sunlight. You just go to jail. You know. <laughs> don't just just go go home at that point. Um. One real quick, uh, I think this is interesting. He came up uh, another Eagles player. This is apparently an early round three-er. This is one of your favorite players, Trevor. This is Devontae Smith, right? Right. Um, um, apparently, another jump. They're anticipating another jump. Considering. No, and and you call him one of my favorite players because I I really do uh, like seeing these these uh, high drafted players come in and uh, and then really grow into the potential because he he did not have a uh, first round draft pick first season um but he made a huge leap in his second season um i mean everybody on that offense is uh is on the same page with jalen hurts at this point uh the running attack the passing attack it's all balanced and deadly um i'm not a big fan of of the crimson tide which is where where he went to school uh, in college, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a big fan. And I think that, uh, I think that the, the, the volume between himself and, uh, and AJ Brown, I think you're going to see that balance out a lot in this, in this season, which is what it seems to be like 
the mantra over there in Philadelphia on offense is balance. Um, so yeah, I see, I, you know, people are going to take AJ Brown first, but I think Smith is going to have similar numbers and you can get him lower or you can get him later in the draft. Yeah, no question. Um, yeah, the love fest continues for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're, they're just going to have really good offense again. And Devontae Smith is going to take another jump year three. That's what a lot of receivers typically do. Um, either between, you know, year two and three, they're kind of getting into their, their stride, if you will, no pun intended and playing across from AJ Brown. And honestly, Jalen hurts, who's getting better is going to help, <laughs> you know, it just is what it is. Defense is going to be good. They'll be on the field a lot. Um, there'll be a lot of opportunities for one-on-one coverage. Yeah, Devontae Smith's a good end-of-the-round three guy for me, you know? Um, oh, yeah. If it was me. You know, we're trying to – I'm not sure how William will come out, but I, I, I take a look at him, man. I think he's worth it. So that's where we're at. And that's a we'll stop. So let's pick up round four next week, maybe do a little, little targets, a little round five targets, and then kind of go from there. Trevor, do you have anything to say before we kind of wrap her up here? Uh, the, just that, that the uh, you know, it's it's more and more fun every week right now because we're getting closer and closer to what we really want. And, uh, you know, the uniforms are a really fun uh, distraction. Uh, I love geeking out to these uniforms. I, I never really put a lot of thought of into it until I uh, hung out with people that obsess over the, the uniforms. Um, and it's it's just a ton of fun. Uh, you know, in the meantime, while we while we wait for uh, September to get here, so. <laughs> but man, hey, no the, question, the, man. The summer, the summer is just flying by. So like, the uh, you know we're talking gravy now, but we'll be talking turkey soon. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> uh, it's you know three weeks, man, and we're 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 back together again. Weekend is uh, a week from Sunday, there so you go. that's when everybody's back in training camp. Every single. Uh, veterans, rookies, you name it. Everybody's back together this, a week from Sunday. Um, and you could be, well, back together with us every Sunday or every day in general because <laughs> let me tell you what, man. You know, even though summer might be going by quick, the, the barbecues, poof, I tell you what, when you're out there and you're, you know, just uh, getting acquainted with some of your best friends, you know, Bud and uh, I don't know, whatever else is out there, <laughs> whatever else you kids are drinking these days, you know. You're just having a good time. You got guys being dudes, you know, just out there slinging it. You know, there's a couple Bluetooth speakers. I'll tell you what, you know, they, those uh, those lines are usually open for you to connect to. And uh, why not show your friends, you know, that you know better than them or, and or educate them for the sake of misleading them in the direction you want to um, <laughs> by putting on football in general. I mean, it's, it's 92 episodes, man, 92 episodes. That's almost as many episodes as Grey's Anatomy. It's not, but it could be. But you don't know that until you Google it. Find out for yourself. It could be more. could be less. You don't know. <laughs> so until you know, and actually it's probably more episodes than Rick and Morty. So that's true. <laughs> um, we've been on the air less, and we've put out more episodes than Rick and Morty. You know, if, if Rick and Morty was doing the kind of production that we were doing <laughs> in quality, that show would be top ten of all time. You know, As it stands now, it's very funny, but it's not top ten. But uh, 
tell you what, you could you could easily make your top three in your fantasy league if you keep listening to this podcast, put it on for your friends, your family, and on a Bluetooth speaker near you and or Bose headphones or whatever other headphones you can afford. So probably not Bose. I can't. But nonetheless, until next time, that's next week, we are out.